Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Praise God. Let's have prayer. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord God, we pray for our brothers and sisters, the one that's being led astray. Father God, we ask, Lord, that you would open their eyes and give them the strength to move in the direction that they should. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, and we pray to you this day that the words that go forth would be edifying and food for the soul. For our brothers and sisters, amen, amen. I'm going to ask us, Evangelist Turner, if she would read First, uh, first Peter uh, 1, uh, 13 through 25, and Isaiah 35, 8 and 9. Amen. Praise the Lord. First Peter. Uh, chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. Last verse 25. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Next Amen. is going to be Isaiah chapter 35, verse 8 through 9. And they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They 
shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would like you to go for yourself and read and, and, and just give you your heart and mind, your mind, just time to absorb the word of God. And that is First uh, Peter 1, 3. I'm, I'm sorry, 1 Peter 1, 13 through 25. Just read it over and over again. So it kind of sink in. Push yourself away from the TV and all the other distractions and just go into your private place with God. And as you read, ask God to help you to receive and to interpret, to get the meaning that was intended. And, and I, I ask you to do this because, you know, sometimes people will tell you things that make you satisfied, such as if you just believe, confess with your mouth your sins and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then you are saved. True. But, you know, it's not going to be with you as it was with the man uh, that was the thief that was on the cross with Christ. He had a very little time to live. And he looked to Christ and says, Lord, when you come to your kingdom, remember me. And the Lord said to him, this day you shall be with me in paradise. Now, that was quick. And the man knew that he didn't have much time. And hanging on the cross, he wasn't going to do any more sinning. Now, with you, it's totally different. You're going to continue to live. Because you're going to continue to live, it gives Satan more time to deal with you. So you're going to have to do more than that. You're going to have to reach out and grasp hold to the wholeness, the fullness of the Lord, and ask him to keep you and seek for more power. You know, I'm so happy that many of our brothers and other denominations, and I, you know, that denomination thing has always bothered me because usually denomination means separatism. You know, we should not be separate. We're all children of God. It doesn't make a difference what color you are, what race you are, what country you come from. We're all a creation of God. We should not be fighting against one another. Really, we shouldn't. You know, all of you are the seeds of Abraham. That includes the Muslim. Yes, sir. They are. The Jews, they are. And the Christians, they are. But you know, because of Satan, we're all bickering and fighting against one another. That's just what he wants us to do. If we stay busy fighting one another for whatever foolish reason we have, it plays in the hand of Satan. It gives him more time to do other people wrong, to do you wrong, to capture your mind, to lead you astray. We are so busy fighting one another with our own reasons that really doesn't make any sense. Why should I dislike you because you are not black like me? 
why should you hate me? Because I'm not white like you. Why should you hate me? Because I am not Pentecostal. Why should you hate me? Because I am not Muslim. Why should you hate me? Because I'm not Baptist. Why should you hate me? If we are serving the same God, we're looking, we might have a little differences there. But it should not be enough that we fight one another. You know, um, when I first came to the Lord, it was my desire to be a friend of all of the children of God. But in the society and the way the devil has it going, it's like we got to take a, we've got to take a, a, a side. You know, if you're black, you got to take the black side. If you're white, you got to take the white side. If you're Hispanic, you got to take the Hispanic side. You yellow, you got to take the Oriental part side. It's ridiculous, and it's all because of Satan. Divide and conquer, brothers and sisters. And you know what? This down here, where we are down here on this earth, the first heaven. We are. This is the first heaven. Earth is the first heaven. And as long as we have breath in our bodies and we are alive, we're going to have to get ourselves together down here on this first heaven. Now, without holiness, no man should see God. You hear what I said? Without holiness, no man should see God. And you know what? A lot of people don't even know what that means. They know they ain't holy, but they're just going with the flow. You know, God will work it out. You know, uh, everybody is not going to be able to find that road of holiness. The Bible speaks specifically. There's going to be just a few. So what's happening to the majority? What's going to happen? Everybody that can't find the road of holiness, are you going to hell? If you believe in the Lord and you're trying to serve him the best you can, because you haven't found that road yet, because you haven't traveled that road, does that mean that? No, it doesn't. But you got people that tell you that. They got people that will tell you that if you have not qualified, and I, I want to stress this, don't try to take the easy way out. There's always people trying to do as little as they can, but they want the benefit that the, the ones that's willing to work, they're willing to put forth their best effort. They want the same benefits. It's not going to happen. It's kind of use our society that we're in now. They got people trying to benefit from the other people that are working. And they consider the ones that's working crazy. But their own welfare, reaping the benefits of your labor. In Christianity, in serving God, they have people the same way. They really don't want to give the best of their service to God, but they want all of the benefits, and it's not happening. Now, I'm not saying I'm talking to you, those of you that accepted God for your personal Savior. I'm talking to you. You need to strive to be the best you can be, not to just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth your sins, and now you're saved, and you go with the flow. You are supposed to, God expect you to be the best you can be. What about those that had all those talents? Some didn't have any, some had as many as 10, 9, 8, 
you know? And the one that had the least amount buried his. And that's what a lot of people today is doing. God gives you the same as he gives the rest of us. You're trying to get over and get something for nothing, but when it comes down to judgment, you're going to pay. You can't fool God. You can't walk around and act like you retarded. What I just didn't know, you knew. You know, they got some people today that are enjoying this sinful world so much that they're willing to give up their life, the eternal life with Christ. They really are. They lie. They know they're lying. But they're out there going with the flow, just enjoying themselves. You know, what will happen will happen. Well, fine. But they got people today that will not put forth an effort to help themselves, but they expect you to help them. They expect you to reap the benefits of your labor. Got people saying, oh, my mom was saved and sanctified, and I'm going to ride with her on her back right on into heaven. That's a lie. You're going to have to get yourself together for yourself. Regardless what mom and dad did, you're going to have to get it for yourself. Mom and dad are supposed to show you the right way, point you in the right direction, encourage you to do the right thing. But they can't make you do it. Tell you something else. Christ, God is not going to make you either. He's not going to make you serve him. But he wants you to, all of his creation, he wants you to serve him. And I do too. I love mankind. I love all people. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what country you came from. It's a love that God gave me for mankind. So when I came to the Lord, I wanted to be beneficial. I wanted to be a help to all mankind. So I asked God, Lord, what are you? Because I, I was raised in a Baptist church. Are you Baptist? Are you Lutheran? Are you Catholic? Lord, what are you? I'm asking these questions. What are you, Lord? What are you? And the Spirit came to me and said, I'm none of them. I am Lord of all. I am God. This, I am the creator. So I tried to be smart. I said, so, Lord, you're non-denomination. You're not. You are not. You're not a, you're not a denomination. So I decided to name our church First non-denominational church of the Lord Jesus Christ, thinking I'm doing the right thing and people are going to understand and people are going to realize that I'm not fighting against them. No, the devil used that against me. You know, when they come to me, well, you ain't no denomination. You don't believe in nothing, do you? <laughs> you can't win for losing sometimes. You try to do the right thing and open up so that anybody can feel welcome in your home, in your church. And then they say, well, you just don't believe in anything, do you? This is what the devil does. He tried to push us all away, put us all in little groups so that we can fight against one another. I don't believe in fighting against the Catholic, the Methodists, the Presbyterians, the Pentecostals. The Baptists, as far as I'm concerned, they're all children of God, and they should be a friend to me. Now, I know there's a lot of bickering for the, for the Muslims, you know, because they don't believe that Christ 
was the Christ. They don't believe, believe he was just a prophet. Now, I don't even know whether they believe that the, the Christ is coming, but they believe Jesus was just a prophet. Well, what about the Jews? Most of us accept Jews. They don't believe Christ came either. They admit, wait a minute. Some do. Some really do, but many of them feel like Christ is on his way, but he's not there yet. They're still friends, family of the Christian. You see, uh, Muslims are still part of the seed of Abraham. We're going to have to stop standing in judgment. Leave that to God. We're going to have to stop doing that. I've been trying as long as I've been saved to reach out to all of the body of Christ. We should not be fighting against one another. We have one common enemy, and that is Satan. If you're going to come against any spirit, is the spirit of the devil we should be fighting against, not each other. Not each other. Praise the Lord. I thank God. You know, confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart. I mean, your sins. Now, we're talking about confessing. You're trying to be saved. Lord, forgive me. Now, that uh, thief that was on the cross, he confessed with his mouth. I am guilty. We are guilty. This man has done nothing to be crucified for. Because the other guy said, hey, if you're the Christ, come down off the cross to save yourself and then save us. And the other thief came and said, well, what's wrong with you? We are guilty of what we've done. And we deserve what we're getting. But this man has done nothing. Lord, when you come, to your kingdom, remember me. He repented. He was sorry. He humbled himself. And the God, our creator, said this to him. Praise the Lord. This day. This day. Hallelujah. This day, you should be with me in paradise. Now, the struggle, it's not easy because Satan don't intend it to be easy. You got people that are dying today because of their sins, and they will not reach out to God and say, Lord, remember me. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Lord, and they're sitting around like God don't know what they're doing. Some are saying as much as, Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do. And expect forgiveness, too. It's a shame how these people are had been so hoodwinked, so blind, that they can't see. Sometimes it's not so much blindness. It's greed. They love money. As much as I appreciate living in this country, uh, I have to say 
it is corrupt. It is the money that is corrupt. We right now stand as the wealthiest country in the world. But you know what? It is not going to be that long because we got another country right behind us that we are giving them what they need to be the boss, to control. We are actually giving it to them, and this greed is the reason we're giving it to them. We are going to be our own demise out of greed. The Pope came over a few years ago, and he spoke on his way, when he was in America, on his way back to Rome, and he said this, capital punishment is good, but it's out of hand. It's running rapid. It's in terrible things is happening in America because of capitalism. Greed is running rapid. And you know what the business people sold to the Pope, told the Pope? You stay in your pulpit and out of our business. You're part of this world. We need to pray for America. They're using this country like a big cow. Everybody feeding on it, and they ain't giving nothing back. But you take a look at Germany, the one we try to get to pattern themselves after us, are doing very well. Italy, Spain, uh, 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 France, they are making us look sick with the prosperity that they are doing and putting back in their country. Korea, China, it's a shame that they're taking what we have and doing more with it for the people in their country than we are. Greed. What is needed, these people are in office much too long. They should do the rest of our representatives like they've done the president. Three terms or two terms and you're out. That's the only way that we're going to fix that. Meanwhile, we need to pray for this country that it don't destroy itself. Greed, because people are getting fat, rich, 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 and the poor is getting poor. You know, I've heard a president say, well, you know, we're doing better than we've ever done since I've become president. He was lying. But a lot of people believed it. Oh, yeah, they ate it up. But yet, they were not doing as well. Why could you be blind? How can somebody tell you that you're not hungry when you know you are? How can, how can you somebody convince you that you have when you know you don't have? But they got some people that's so gullible that certain people can tell you that you've got plenty, you've got enough. You're not hungry anymore. And they're so gullible, they'll stop and say, well, okay. I'm not hungry anymore. You can't tell me that. If I'm hungry and I haven't had anything to eat, uh, enough to eat, I'm not going to stand up and say, well, I'm not hungry anymore, but I may have gotten all I can get because there is no more. But don't tell me I'm not yet hungry. But they got some people here that will believe anything. That doesn't stop me from loving the American people. I still do. Here it is. 
I haven't taken a side. And if you don't take a side, you got many enemies. Lord, the only real friend I have that I can count on is you. You give me these words to say, and sometimes it just make enemies. But I know what the scripture says. It says, study to show yourself approved. Open your mouth, and I will give you what to say in that time. Don't pay any attention. Don't come with prepared speeches. Just start to talk. And that's not a very popular way of doing things. But it's a way that need to be done. Follow those instructions. Y'all pray for us over here. We have this little booklet. It don't have but uh, 34 pages. But it's a breakdown of the Bible to tell you how to be saved. It is uh, a short version of uh, what you need to know. Doesn't mean that you throw your Bible away. It means that it's easy to read. And we're asking you to send us a little donation and we'll send a book to you. Meaning also you'd have to send us your address that we might be able to send it to you. I thank you for this day, O oh Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given me to say. And you know, for the next few weeks, uh, days, every we do this four times a week, we're going to stay pretty much in the same area. It's going to be about holiness. But I'm going to tell you something else before. I've noticed that the Southern Baptists are moving. They're progressing. They're, they're, they're coming closer to God. They're seeking the Holy Ghost. Amen. They're talking about it. Now, I don't say that all of them are, because some be talking about it, but they're talking about it jokingly. But guess what? They heard. Holy Baptists. You know, Holy Methodists. Holy Catholics. You know, let me tell you something quickly. I got a friend an acquaintance. He's a Catholic priest. Was down in Central America and an earthquake came and he and the nuns, they got, got trapped down below ground and they just knew they were going to die. They knew they were going to die. Nobody could get them out. And they were praying. They came together. And these nuns and this one priest was touching and agreeing. But you know what? When those people were rescued, the priests and all of the nuns were speaking in tongue. They had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is for everybody that desire. Keep pressing. It's not going to be easy. Anything that glorious cannot be easy. Without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Ghost, no man shall see God. Now, what am I saying? Is everybody going to hell? No, that's not what I said. I said you weren't going to see God. Where is God? God is in the third heaven. We are in the second heaven. Y'all better read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. We here on earth 
We are in the first heaven. That's the heaven that Jesus is coming back to prepare for those, the ones that's going to live with him, the saved ones. The ones that has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost that's given to you in Isaiah, as it gives you in 1 Peter 1, 13 to 25, those people are going to be with God. I'm talking about like the 144,000. Those people are going to be with God, the creator. With God, the creator. Remember Michael Jackson? What was that, what was that, 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 uh, that drug he was taking? Propofil. Propofil. I saw this young man performing. And I, I was watching him on TV, and I said, this boy is on something. He was moving like the Holy Ghost was all over him. And the only thing that I know that will make you move like that and feel like that is the Holy Ghost. The problem with it, he was going to wake up with a hangover. If you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to get this feeling that Michael Jackson had, but you're going to wake up without a hangover. That thing that Michael Jackson was using that of the devil is artificial, but God had the real thing. When he tells you to all taste and see, God is good. Not many people know that. They hear it. They read it. They talk about it. They sing about it. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there, heaven. It's true. A lot of people talking about it. But unless you get it right, you might go to heaven or inherit this heaven, this first heaven, but you're not going to go to be with God. And I want to go and be with God. I want to walk the streets of glory. I know this place that Jesus is coming back for, that he's going to prepare and make it like it was meant to be from the creation, from the, from the beginning of time. He meant for it to be. Jesus is going to do that. Well, that's fine if that's all you want. But I want to be with the creator. I want to be with God. I want to take that next step. Come take that step with me. Come on and take that step with me. Let's go to heaven. Let's go to be with God. I thank you for this day. Y'all pray for us. we asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ located in Rosharon, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas, 77583. 
That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas. Or cash app, dollar sign, FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign, FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com.